The following is a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society. What are the terms or conditions for receiving the gift of eternal life? Does Hebrews 6, 12-15 say that everlasting life is promised to those who work? Or what promise is Hebrews 6 talking about? We are delighted to have you with us on Grace in Focus. This is the radio and podcast ministry of the Grace Evangelical Society. Thank you for joining us. You can find out more about the Grace Evangelical Society by going to our website, faithalone.org, faithalone.org. There you will find ways to give to this ministry if you so desire. And when you communicate to us, we'd love to know the call letters of the station that you're listening to or the city of location where you are. This helps us to know where God's Word, our message, is being effective. So thanks for letting us know. The website again, faithalone.org. Now with today's question and answer discussion, here are Bob Wilkin and Ken Yates. We are continuing to answer questions that people have sent in, and this one is from L.F. I'm using her initials. She asked about Hebrews chapter 6, verses 12 through 15. Hebrews 6, 12 says that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Those are important words, inherit the promises. Yeah, and the key word there, I think, is inherit. Biblical inheritance is often a rewards concept, right? especially and, in the book of Hebrews. And so we got to ask, what is the promise here? And notice, promise is in plural, promises, right? Yeah. So to say that this is eternal life, well, that's only one promise. But anyway, uh, verse 13, for when God made a promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no one greater, he swore by himself saying, surely blessing, I will bless you and multiplying, I will multiply you. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. There's the word promise again. So LF asked the question, what does it mean that by works he received or we received the promise? And she takes the promise to be, and she says it, eternal life. So she's saying, basically, we receive eternal life if we persevere in good works. Well, she doesn't say that. She just says it's hard for her to understand what's going on in these verses. She may be saying, well, I know it's not by works, but this verse seems to be saying it's by works. Okay, so here's one principle that we have that we always teach on this show on Grace and Focus, and that is always stand on clear Scripture and interpret the unclear in light of the clear. So in this case, we can say we know the only condition of everlasting life is faith in Christ, right? John 3.16 has nothing to do with works. John 4.10, if you do the gift of God, Mm -hmm. Ephesians 2.8 and 9, John 6.28 and 29, the work of God is to believe in him. It's not works, plural. Romans 3, justification, not by works. Romans 4, 4, and 5, God doesn't owe us a debt. It's a free gift. In Revelation 22, 17, take the water of life without cost or freely. And so we need to understand that whatever this is saying, it can't contradict the free gift of eternal life and the promise of everlasting life. But the issue here and in the book of Hebrews is being Christ's partners in the life to come, being his medicoy, his partners. That's Hebrews 1, 9. It's also Hebrews 3, what is it? It's 3, 14. Right. There's a number of other places 
So what is going on here is talking about blessing. In fact, if you look at Hebrews 6, 4 to 8, the issue is either judgment or blessing. And then notice he says, surely blessing, I will bless you. Well, that's part of the Abrahamic covenant. He's promising to bless Abraham and his descendants and to bless all those who bless Abraham's descendants, right? I think the key thing, well, one of the, there's a number of key things, but one of the key things here is he quotes from Genesis, and that is from Genesis 22. Surely blessing I will bless you, and multiplying I will multiply and you. And Genesis 22 is after he has offered up Isaac. Years after he was justified by faith. In Genesis 15. So this is not justification by faith. This is, what, 25 years later. And notice in this context, he says, he patiently endured. You know, And so this is 25 years later. What do we see? Abraham obeyed God, and he, after obeying God, he obtained this promise. What is this promise? Yeah, what is the? Because he didn't receive the promised land. He only owned this burial plot in the cave of Machpelah. And he didn't obtain the promise of justification by faith in no. Christ alone, because that was 25 years earlier. Right. And according to the book of Hebrews, he's looking forward to the new Jerusalem. Right. But he didn't receive it while he was there. So what did he receive? In Genesis 22, God tells him that because he did this, he is going to inherit the cities of his enemies. Ah, so it's a future inheritance, but it's spoken of as though he's already obtained it, even though he hasn't yet obtained it. It's the promise. Because from God's perspective, it's already his. Yes, and he got this promise that he was going to inherit the cities of his enemies. He obtained the promise, not necessarily what the promise was. Exactly, and so he inherited... It's a guarantee of a future reward. And that is exactly what the author of Hebrews is talking about here. He's talking to these readers who were being persecuted, who had their own enemies, and he's telling them to hold on, to endure, to be patient. It's coming. This is the promise. Like you said earlier, the key word is the inheritance here. There's a promise of an inheritance, and the readers are promised an inheritance if they patiently endure in the midst of their enemies. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Bingo. In light of this great cloud of witnesses of Hebrews 11. Hebrews 12. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. Yeah. It's coming. It'll be here before you know it. What am I talking about? The Grace Evangelical Society's National Conference 2024. It will take place May the 20th through the 23rd at Camp Copus, an absolutely beautiful campground in North Texas, right on the lake with lots of recreation, great food, a great place to stay, wonderful fellowship, and wonderful free grace Bible teaching. Information and online registration now at faithalone.org slash events. Come and join us, faithalone.org slash events. The promise here is the promise of reward. As you mentioned, Bob, the whole book of Hebrews is an inheritance in the world to come, reigning with Christ, victory over your enemies. And that is what God promised Abraham. So the inheritance does depend upon works. The inheritance does depend upon patiently 
enduring. In other words, we could look at Abraham and say, well, he was justified back in Genesis 15, right? He believed God, and God declared him righteous. But he obtains the promise 25 years later, more than 25 years later. I guess, actually, it's 37 years later. Oh, that's later. right. That's right. Because yeah. he's about 12, isn't he? So he, this is probably almost 40 years later, obtaining this promise of the future blessing with all these cities. Right. Notice in verse 12, do not be sluggish. These are believers. And what he says is you can become lazy in this. You okay, look back at 5, 12 through 14, which precedes chapter 6. And he says, for though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food, for everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Well, this ties in with the verses you were talking about in verse 12 about being sluggish. We're to mature in the faith. We're to be what Paul calls spiritually minded people. And that requires that we are able to teach others. That requires that we are not only partaking of the milk of the word, but the meatier aspects of the word of God. And this teaching of this future inheritance is more advanced truth. Yeah, and when we look at Abraham's life, how did he get to the point in Genesis 22, like you said, 40 years later? Okay, he's been a believer for 40 years, give or take. Yeah. How did he get to that point? where he was willing to sacrifice his own son. Because God kept working with him and challenging him he along did the way. He did what you just read these verses 12. He was taking in more and more, and he was growing spiritually. And therefore, through his patient endurance, he got to this point where he was willing to do this, and God gave him this promise. Because you did this, because you were obedient, you patiently endured, you're going to inherit the cities of your enemies. Yeah, and by the way, this is what is often called the blessing and cursing motif. It runs all through the Old and New Testament. For example, Leviticus 26 and Deuteronomy 28 are major chapters in the Pentateuch where Israel is promised that if you obey the Lord, he will bless you, and if you disobey the Lord, he will curse you. And there are seven cycles of curses that get worse and worse and worse and worse. And that same theme runs through the New Testament as well and is evident here. If we, through patient endurance, continue to run the Christian race, well, then we will inherit a blessing. But if not, then we're going to reap curses, and that's 6, 4 through 6. In fact, verse 7 and 8 give an illustration of temporal burning and, and burning the, field, the weeds right. off the field. Yeah. The other thing is in verse 18, the hope that is set before us. As believers, what is the hope that is set before us? I think LF may think that's to make it into heaven, but that's not the hope. In Scripture, hope, elpis, or elpizo in verb form, often has the idea of something which is guaranteed but yet future. Now, there are some uses where it refers to kind of like our word hope, where you have an expectation or a desire or whatever, like Paul will say, I hope to visit you. 
But here, this hope is something which is certain, but yet future. So what is this hope? If we endure and we patiently follow Abraham's example, we have the hope of reigning with Christ. So it's certain as long as we meet the condition. Right. And what's interesting is in Hebrews 12, he talks about the hope that was set before Christ. He He endured the cross, despising the shame, for the joy set before him. Before him. That's right. This is using some of the same language. Yes, the hope that is set before us. Christ endured suffering and shame from his enemies, and he will inherit everything. And so we, and in Hebrews 12, we focus upon looking to Christ, the author and perfecter of our faith, who set the example for us, and he inherited everything. If we patiently endure we will inherit that promise as well. That sounds like Revelation 3.21. To him who overcomes, I will allow him to sit on my throne just as I overcame and sat down on the throne of my father. Just remember there in Hebrews 6, the promise is the promise of reward and reigning with Christ. And remember, keep keep grace in focus. Be our guest and subscribe to our 48-page magazine, Six Issues Per Year, also called Grace in Focus. It's free by emailing your name and snail mail address to ges at faithalone.org. That's faithalone.org. Maybe you've got a question or comment or feedback. If so, please send us a message. Here's our email address. It's radio at faithalone.org. That's radio at faithalone.org. And when you do... Please make sure your question is as succinct and clear as possible. That would be a great big help. On the next episode, giving a testimony. Is there a right way or a best way to do it? Join us, and until then, let's keep grace in focus. The preceding has been a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society.